Mafia, what's going on? Welcome back to the Old New York Mafia edition. It's your host, Steve. Hope the host with the most, Steve. How we doing, ladies and gentlemen? I hope you're well. How couldn't you be? It's Victory Monday. Let's bounce right into it. Cause holy shit, what a game we had, and how little energy do I have today? So I'm wanting, I want to kind of skip through this and just get this rolling. But uh, what a game we got to witness yesterday. Thirty-seven zip. Buffalo over the Commanders in FedEx Field on Sam Howell's fucking head. Go Bills, Bills by a billion. I would bring up what my prediction is, but one, I forgot it, and two, it doesn't matter because I predicted that the Commanders would have points. So that's kind of out the fucking window. Who cares about that? Not me. I really don't. Um, I, I just want to run through the game quick, and just like always, we'll talk about this game and we'll do a little bit of a primer into next week. Against the team that just put up 70 points, because, my God, they deserve every ounce of respect. Oh, excuse me. They deserve every ounce of respect. Uh, the, the Miami Dolphins, they played a great game. They played a shit team, to be fair, but, uh, oh, my God, dude, I'm gassy. I don't really give a shit. I'm letting you guys hear it. Um, yeah, no, they, they played a great game, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, let's talk about these Buffalo Bills. 37 nothing, dear. God, what a decimation of a football team. Like, we just beat the shit out of the commanders. We commanded the commanders to lose. We commanded them to stop playing football correctly. And it started on the defensive end. And, you know, a lot of people did it. And I'm one of those people that is now looking like a complete fucking idiot for my opinions on Terrell Bernard going into the season. And I, I posted it on the Instagram. I posted it on my personal Instagram. Go fill it out right fucking now or hand in your jersey tonight because you're no longer a Bills fan. Your Terrell Bernard apology form from the Buffalo Fanatics. They posted it. If they didn't, I was going to make one because it needs to be said. Whether you thought that the reasons are, Twitter told me he was bad, I knew he was good, but still deserves an apology. Nobody knew that, but whatever. I just love Tremaine Edmonds. I had no idea who the guy was. I don't know football, and I'm a new Bills fan, so forgive me. Those are your reasons. My apology basically goes that I heard he was bad. I heard he was a matchup linebacker in college, just played you know, basically one-on-ones with tight ends and running backs all game. But I heard he was athletic. That's all I knew. I had a very dry knowledge of him. And I got love for my boy Edmonds. I, I didn't like how he didn't make splash plays and interceptions and fumbles and sacks. and But, you know, I appreciated the 90 to 100-something tackles a year. So I, I didn't know anything about Bernard, and then I heard he was going to play. And in my mind, I thought we were kind of low ball in the middle linebacker situation. And apparently not. To this point, though it's a small sample size, Bernard looks... A hell of a lot better than Edmonds ever has. He's reading the plays and then in the field very quickly for a young player. And he's making splash plays. And I don't know if you saw a stat line from yesterday or watched the game, but TB, he's no longer Terrell Bernard. That's how much I like this guy. He's not Terrell Bernard anymore. He's TB from this point on. TB. Ended with one interception, including a pass defense, so a SWAT or whatever, two sacks, seven total tackles, 
two of which were for loss, and two quarterback hits, which were the sacks. My lord, what a fucking game from TB Terrell Bernard. This kid is a doke. Absolute, absolute dog. I can't believe how how poised he looks just three games in. And technically, he played one game last year, but it was not a good game. It wasn't anything that any Bills fan looked at and said, this guy is going to step in for Tremaine Edmonds and make a difference. And to this point, he's doing just as much, if not more, than Tremaine Edmonds did in a long run with the Bills. And don't get me wrong, Tremaine Edmonds is a great player. He hasn't done much at this point in Chicago, but hopefully he can figure things out. we still got love for him, and he's still a young guy who's going to be in the league for a long time. So I wish the best to him, but I'm happy with this Terrell Bernard kid. Him and Milano are easily looking like the best linebacker duo to this point in the NFL this season. And if you had the audacity, just like me, I, I was like, I don't know what the Terrell Bernard kid's going to play. I'd rather have Kirksey. Well, Kirksey fucking retired. We don't have him. We just re-signed AJ Klein. Like, if you want one of those guys to play, whatever. But I'm on the TB bandwagon. I, I was doubting him before. I doubt no longer. Kid's a dog. But that's not to knock what the rest of the defense did. This was just an absolute murder. This offensive line could not handle one ounce of what our defensive line was throwing at them. Looking at the sack numbers, I mean, obviously Bernard has two. Floyd has two. Leonard Floyd with another quarterback hit added. He had a hell of a game when he was in. Daquan Jones and Ed Oliver each had one and a half sacks. They, you know, basically two, but they combined on one. Rousseau had one later or later in the game. And if you want to count tackles behind the line of scrimmage, not sacks, we can talk about Benford too. Benford had a pretty nice TFL. And just at the end of the day, this team was making plays at the line of scrimmage, which if you control the trenches offensively or defensively, if you can do it both ways, that's great. That changes the entire game for both sides. And our defensive line ate. These commanders look weak at tackle, and clearly, clearly their interior offensive line was no chance, had no chance, I should say, for our defensive line. And I was happy to see it, because we know how the past, probably what, four, five, maybe even six years, our defensive line has not been a strong point, and people like myself have been begging for you know, defensive linemen to get drafted by the Bills. And here we are. We're, we're finally at a point where I can say our defensive line is stable. We can get pressure without throwing blitzes. Not to mention in this game, we threw a lot of blitzes. I liked how McDermott called this game, and, uh, you know, that, that's good. I, I like to see how McDermott's defense has been working. To this point, even though we faced two pretty minor offenses, um, you know, his defense looks good, and it's it's number two in the NFL right now. So if anybody had questions, I was watching game, I was watching the game with some of my girlfriend's kind of family, and one of the individuals there was like, well, you know, I wasn't sure how McDermott's defense was going to do compared to Frazier's. And I looked at him like, 
there's there's a million different things I could point out about McDermott's defense just in these three weeks that I love so much more than what Frazier ever did for this team. And it, it starts with the pressures, especially for me. And there wasn't many blitzes thrown, but now we have a defensive line that doesn't need a blitzing linebacker or a blitzing Jordan Poyer or Taron Johnson to get pressure or get an ounce of pressure. We can do that on our own with the front four. I love it. I love how our defensive line played today, or excuse me, yesterday. I love how our linebackers played. Obviously, Milano, he only had like five tackles, but he still did his thing. We know Matt Milano. That's all pro, all pro Milano, Italian Stanley, and he's, he's going to do his job every week. And then the interceptions. We came out of this game with four interceptions, one of which to A.J. Epinesa. And he fucking returned it for a touchdown. Oh my God. What a day for this defense. Up front, in the back four, great game. Trey came out of this game with a pick. Everybody's happy to see that. We're happy to see that Trey's feeling like his old self, and he's looking like it too. The play was outside leverage, and you know they had a crosser coming across the field, and you know, how will his progressions, they all kind of bunched up into one spot and Trey saw it and just pounced on it. And it should have been, it, it should have been called down in the end zone. So we should have got 25 yards, but you know, Josh Allen goes out and throws like a 40 yard bomb and we get out of that situation, but you know, we'll get there. But great play by Trey White. Great play by Micah Hyde. Another dude you're just happy to see get an interception and just feeling like him, his old self. And then we can work right back to TB. Terrell Bernard. That man went up. He climbed the ladder for an interception. He got up for that fucking thing. And, you know, we've, I've been saying, I should say, that he's extremely athletic. And that's something that most Bills fans are aware of. But he proved it on that play. He stretched out for it. Climbed the ladder, hit the high point of the ball, and just took it away from. I think it was uh, I think it was Brown. I don't I don't know how you pronounce his first name. Some with a D, Brown. Uh, but he went up and just stole that thing. Great play by Terrell Bernard. And actually, with his stats, I didn't even count that he had a fumble recovery. I didn't even bring that up when he had it, uh, when I went over his stats. And not to mention, I want to say. I can't remember exactly how the stats broke down or what it exactly was, but Terrell Bernard is the first player since Erlacher to have, what, like an, an interception, couple of sacks, tackle for loss, fumble recovery, like a bunch of those stats bunched together. You know the NFL, but like he had, you know, three sacks and with a toothpick in his mouth. He's the first one to do that since this guy in 1954, like, it's one of them kind of stats, but he's the first like linebacker with two sacks, interception, tackle for loss, fumble recovery since Erlacher in 07. And if you don't know who Brian Erlacher is, that man was one of the greatest linebackers to ever grace a football field. TB's in a real pedestal right now with, with that game. That that put him in with a group of with a a man and somebody else. I can't remember who the other linebacker is that did that. But that puts him in a group with Erlacher? What a game. And what a game for the rest of the defense, too. Just absolutely tremendous. I can sit here and go over how the defense played 
for this entire episode and just blab and blab and blab. I don't want to do that. We got a bunch of turnovers and we played good, sound defense against good offense. It was a, a good offense that we were playing. And I think I said it last week. If I didn't, whatever. But I've heard from my sources and the people I choose to listen to that Sam Howell is a, a very good young quarterback, still young, still needs to learn. But the one main thing about him is, you know, his decision making is iffy at times, but, you know, he's a rookie or two years, whatever, however long he's been in the league. But his internal clock or when he knows he should throw the ball is kind of slow right now. And there's points where, you know, he reads his progressions really well. But if you don't throw the ball on time, you get sacked, what, like eight times? And get hit a bunch? You know, that that was his problem. And our defense, which is a veteran defense, came through and clamped that up and, and cleaned it up. He was just leaving scraps everywhere, and we were a bunch of little homeless hounds. Just nom, 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 eating it up. Everything we could and everything we could have done in this game was done, and it led our offense into great positions, and we capitalized. And, you know, technically, this is a shutout. All right, it wasn't 37. It wasn't 37 zeros, 37 3, which is the most Bills thing ever. Like, they, they got to give up the shutout. They got to let them run down in the two minutes and kick a fucking field goal to. To break that goose egg. Which just sucks. So it was 37-3. Correction. But who cares. Still a fucking blowout. Um, and then our offense. Whew. Our offense. You know. I, I've been talking to my friends today about this. Just about the game. And and how it went. Yes the offense put up. 30 points. But can we not. Get past the fact. That it was 16 nothing to like the third quarter. Like this was not a fantastic offense, offensive outing for the Buffalo Bills. Do I think our offense played good? Yes. Our, our running, our, our, our rushing offense and our, uh, and our schemes when it comes to running with our offensive line, they, they played great. They did everything they needed to. I mean, James Cook had what, 98 yards on like 15 attempts? Kids legit, but they played great. The offensive line played great. Josh Allen only got hit once, no sacks allowed. Only one hit on him against Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and Montez Sweat. That's a great game for the offensive line. And I don't want to knock what the offense did because we did eventually come alive and there was some big splash plays like that one James Cook run where he should have gotten the end zone. And I'm really mad that he didn't get in the end zone because then they sub him out and put fucking Latavius Murray's old ass in. Give the kid a touchdown. Give him the fucking touchdown. And give him the extra yard so he can hit the 100-yard mark twice. Come on. Just give it to him. That fucking that made me really mad. And I don't even own him in fantasy or nothing. It ain't nothing about fantasy. It's just like, why couldn't we give him the 200-yard games? That's just so much momentum going into this this big week four, but we'll get there. But our offense played, our offensive line, excuse me, played great. The rushing offense looked good. We didn't let any hits on Josh. That's great. And Josh Allen, when he ran the ball, he fucking slid. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. He fucking slid and he used his mind 
and he went down. I was so, and tell me you weren't so happy when you saw Josh just take a little slide like he's on a water slide. That made me happy, man. It warmed my heart to know that he's taking criticism and then, you know, taking that criticism in a good way and using it correctly rather than getting down on himself and going and, and trying to jump into a mosh pit of, you know, commanders, defenders. I really like that. And I was happy with how Josh played, too. He threw one interception, but whatever. We'll give him a pass. Here I am, Coddle and Josh Allen, the guy who said, well, it's not Coddle, this guy anymore. Whatever. We were already up two scores. It, it's fine. But he played great. The offensive line played great. Our running backs played great. But our receivers kind of lacked. Aside from Gabe Davis, who made some nice catches and obviously that really nice post corner. And it surprises me because Gabe Davis runs such like, you know, when you, when you run like a post corner, you know, you really want to drive into that post, you know, three, four steps, keep your head down, chugging along, and then just boom, pop out of it and cut to that pylon. He just like rounds all of his routes. He runs them like he's drawing them, but he's like a second grader, just like drawing a fucking S for the first time. And it works. Like, he always gets open on those kind of routes. And he scored a really nice touchdown. Really nice throw by Josh Allen. Um, Another throw that I was impressed with with Josh Allen, before I get to the receivers, um, is that first drive, third down, rolling to the right, has a guy right in his face, just him and, or excuse me, him and Diggs, you know, they do the rollout drill perfect. Diggs points up field, and Josh just lofts one right into his mitts. And uh, that led to a big day for Diggs. It was eight catches for like 111 yards. That's a really nice game for Stefan Diggs. And I'm really happy with how he played. But the thing is, I don't like how the rest of our receivers played. Nobody else on the team had more than two catches. Like that's not, that's not a high output game. For an offense. I mean, yes, Diggs had 8 for 111 off 12 targets. But nobody else was targeted more than four times. And that fourth, or that person with four targets was Gabe Davis. Sherfield got involved. That's cool. That's good to see. We have another dynamic. And I liked how he ran the ball and he took a nice hit. Got right up, popped up, first down, pointed downfield. I like that he got involved. I like that Shakir made a nice catch on third down. Kincaid had two catches for three yards. I don't even think. Did Knox have a catch? Knox had one for 11. James Cook had two catches. Nobody got anything. Not only they got balls thrown to him, but nothing crazy downfield. No big rack catches or run after catch. It was very minimal on the on the receiver standpoint in the passing game. Diggs played great, and this was one of those games like last week. We Diggs wasn't the he didn't need to be the focal point of the offense, the only guy catching the ball. But this week he did, and we proved that we can win with that, you know, idea of Diggs getting every ball thrown to him, and and we can win like that. But do we want to win like that? And a guy that I'm, I'm really, I don't know if I'm upset with him 
there was one play where I was very upset with him, and he ran backwards for like five, four or five yards. But I'm not sure if I'm upset with him or the offense and the offensive coordinator with Dorsey and how they're implementing him. Um, that's Deontay Hardy. He's not. I expected a lot more from him, and I know it's his first year with the team. But you know, we were told this guy is extremely fast, great agility, can pew, 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 you know get going and, and make a million cuts on a dime. He just hasn't really flashed that yet. I don't know what the problem is either. And I was listening to my guy, Joe Marino, locked on Bills. Check him out. And he was saying he'd even like Isaiah McKenzie back. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to go that far in saying that. But he, Deontay Hardy, I mean, has not done what I think everybody in Buffalo has expected him to do. Whether it comes to returning or pump returning or being the gadgety, you know, receiver that he is, small slot guy can, you know, take those jet sweeps and end arounds and, and take those bubble screens and, and do a lot with them. He just hasn't done that. And again, I don't know if that's how the offense is playing him and u- utilizing him or if that's how he's handling his touches. But I'd really like to see a lot more out of Deontay Hardy than we have to this point. And if it's not going to be him, let's get Sherfield in there and just run like uh, like back in you know, 2020. Yes, we had Isaiah McKenzie running those gadgety type plays, but not as much because we had Diggs and Beasley and Brown and Davis running routes downfield. Is it even worth wasting our time? Like the one play on the end round or jet sweep, whatever the fuck, call what you want. It was a jet sweep, I think. You know, he just ran back four yards. That's just a waste of a play. It's a waste of a down. It's wasted time. It really is. And I'd like to see him, you know, do more. And like I said, I don't know if it's him or how he's being used. That That's something that you'd have to go back and watch the film on. Um, But I, I'm not happy with how Deontay Hardy's played. Not, I'll say not impressed just because I'm not sure of that reason of the utilization or himself. But really, we need to we need to get open. We need our guys to start making more plays downfield and getting more separation on routes because clearly we didn't do that. And it had to be digs. It had to be digs the whole game. So you know, shit happens. Water under the bridge. We still beat the team. And we won, and we even got or we even got some points and a touchdown on defense. So whatever, you know, it's water under the bridge. But I'd really like to see more out of our offense next week, especially against the team we're going against. But aside from that, I think we did what we needed to do to win. Our rushing offense looked great. Our, our entire offensive line, beautiful. It was a great game. Couldn't get any better. It was a good game plan again from Dorsey and uh, Eric Cromer. Great, that's our off- or excuse me, our uh, offensive line coach. If you don't know, and he's one of the best in the game. But this was a great game plan, and not only was it a great game plan, but our offensive line was winning one-on-one situations against this defensive line. This is all first-round picks. They played good. Scary good. They only let one hit on Josh Allen. That's something that we haven't seen in 
four years, five years. Great game. And I, I'm I'm pleased that we won it, but I wish we had a little bit more. It shouldn't have been a 16 nothing game till the third quarter. That's giving them a chance to cut that lead down to one score. We got to score a little with a little more urgency. We got our we need our offense to have a little more ur- urgency and fire under our ass when we play. Granted, it was kind of drizzling out, it was a little rainy. That shouldn't stop us the way it did. And I don't think their defense played anywhere close to winning that game or anywhere close to even give them a chance to be in the game. But whatever. Still a big W. 37-3. Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Always. Love the Buffalo Bills. But I don't know how in tune you guys are with fantasy football, but I know that uh, I actually I made a pretty big trade in my league. I went out. I had... Uh, this kid I know, he needed some running backs. I got a lot of running backs on my team. So I was willing to give him some big names. Uh, and I ended up trading away the total package from me. I gave away Jamar Chase. I gave away Tony Pollard. And I gave away Jameer Gibbs. And in return, I received Jordan Addison, Brees Hall, and Tyree Kill. Pretty good trade. Brees Hall wasn't going to do much this week. I had a feeling. I put in, I picked up off the waiver claims, uh, Rasheem Mostert. And I had Mostert and I had Hill playing. So I had eyes on the Dolphins game all day. And I was watching it on the bottom ticker uh, of the game. And my God, I thought we decimated a team. What an absolute embarrassment that was put upon the Denver Broncos franchise. Just when Colorado thought they had a team, when they're like, all right, at least we got, you know, Dion and Shadir Sanders and Travis Hunter and Shiloh Sanders, whatever the fuck his name is. You know, forget about the Broncos. We got them. They get their asses handed to them by Oregon. And then that happens? 70 to 20? Is this a high school game? The Dolphins? were unstoppable. Mostert had four touchdowns. Their backup running back, who's only a rookie, had 200 on the ground and three touchdowns. Tua Tagovailoa was 16 for 16 in the first half. A couple years ago, I didn't think Tua was legit. I didn't think he'd last as a Dolphin. And I'm wrong. That guy is elite. And their offensive line is not good. And I think in this upcoming week, that's where we got to take advantage. Mike McDaniel is such an incredible offensive mind. He understands his quarterback's only going to get one second. So he draws up plays that he only needs one second to throw the ball. Easy progressions, knows where his first read is, and knows how to get his first read open. And gives to a, a, the simplest game plan and tells them, go win the game. And they do. And they're 3-0 and and they're leading our division right now. First of all, I love this Dolphins team. I like the Jets with Rodgers. I like the Dolphins. And it's very tough, but I'm a football fan and I can appreciate a, a well guy. I play Madden. I play the franchise mode, okay? I can appreciate a well-constructed team. 
and they both have great teams. I really like what the Dolphins have done. I think they're impressive. I think their offense is very, 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 very versatile in many ways. I think they have abilities to make a nice playoff run. But I'm not going to sit here like a lot of people in Buffalo today and before this and say that all of a sudden that, you know, the Dolphins are some offensive juggernaut. They're not. They were doing this last year. So I need everybody to calm the fuck down about the Miami Dolphins. Don't get me wrong. They're playing great. And they are great. And I'm not trying to knock it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to just sit here and be a little Bills fan all butthurt because they're doing well. I'm not. But let's not act like they didn't have a great year offensively last year. Because they did. And this upcoming week, they didn't even have fucking Jalen Waddle this game. That dude's out with a concussion. He's got sunglasses on in the dark, sitting at home, just sleeping. And then he wakes up. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. You know, uh, the team, they won 70 to 20, and they didn't even fucking need you. They just needed Tyreek Hill and Mostert. That would have won them the game. Mostert would have won them the game. They wouldn't even need Tyreek Hill. Mostert put up four touchdowns, and that's more than the whole Broncos team could accumulate in fucking 60 minutes. Absolutely crazy. And now we got to face him with Jalen Waddle. This is going to be an absolute shootout, folks. And I'll tell you what, their defense has definitely been vulnerable. It's been extremely vulnerable. It's their weakest point. And I think we could take advantage, but we need to score with urgency this week. We cannot fuck around with the Miami Dolphins offense. We cannot. We can't have any bad plays by Josh Allen. And I didn't even bring up, you know, let me circle back to our game. What I want to do each week, and I said this last week, I want to point out where Josh Allen makes a rookie play each game. Because it happens. It does. And it's not Josh Allen hate, but it's just the way it is. He always makes one play where you're just like, why are you throwing that ball? Why are you jumping into four people? Like, just weird things that happen. And there was a play where he was throwing to Diggs on third down, and it was an incomplete pass. He threw it into Diggs' hands, but he also threw it into a linebacker's hands. Like, their hands met and popped the ball to the ground. That could have been an interception. It could have been a blunder. So that's Josh Allen's blunder of the week. Maybe that's what we'll call it. Josh Allen's blunder. Um, that and also, uh, what's that other play now? It's going to slip my mind. Oh, and the interception that he had from Kendall Fuller. That wasn't a great ball, but Davis could have worked a little bit more for it. Whatever. We'll call the blunder that third down throw that should have been intercepted. But we can't have this in week four. We just absolutely cannot. It'll cost us. We can't give up possessions. And, you know, in big games, especially when you think about, like I would tell the people I'm watching the game with when we go against Kansas City in the playoffs, I'd say this is a game where field goals don't matter. Don't be happy that we got a field goal. They don't fucking, it's like that Mac Miller song, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. We need touchdowns and we need them efficiently and we can't sputter because these guys are not 
They will not. And they've proved it through three weeks. And I'm, I'm very excited to see what our defense does. Because I do believe we have obtained a lot of pressure. We did in the Jets game too, but those are three offensive lines that nobody really pops off the board to you. Commanders, not one of them makes me, you know, makes my ears perk. Same thing with the Raiders. And then at most on um, the Jets is like Micaiah Becton. And he's not even that good. And granted, Miami doesn't have a great offensive line either. But they have a great offense. And I don't think that the Jets or the um or the Commanders or the Raiders have a very good offense. It's not consistent. I'm excited to see what our defense does, but that's another half of the game. We cannot let our defense get exposed here. We can't. We need them, you know, focused on all P's and Q's also. It's not just about the offense. This is a game where the entire team needs to be on their shit. Because if not, we can get 70 points put on us. Absolutely nuts. And you know, not to mention, too, I was thinking about this today. They don't even have Jalen Ramsey. And here's the thing. With Jalen Ramsey, I'm I, I, when he got, you know... Not traded, but when he... Was it a trade? When he got traded or he signed with Miami, it didn't scare me. Because look at the games that Josh Allen has played against Jalen Ramsey. You guys remember, you know, years ago, maybe, but I think it was Josh Allen's rookie year, when Jalen Ramsey was calling him out on Twitter, and we went down there and spanked them Jaguars? You know, I, I like Josh Allen against Jalen Ramsey, and I... I would be one to say that Jalen Ramsey has regressed a little bit in the past year. Maybe even past two. I'd say especially last year, he did not look like the Jalen Ramsey of old. But we're not facing them with Jalen Ramsey tomorrow. And even when he gets back, I'm not worried about it. But tomorrow, we got to take advantage of, uh, uh, for the most part, pretty middle-of-the-pack defense. You know, they got Chubb, they got Xavier Howard, they got Christian Wilkins and, and Phillips, Jalen Phillips, Devon Holland, it was okay. We need to take advantage of every little thing, every little hole that this defense has because their offense is going to score. And if we don't score, we're going to get left behind. But what I feel like we can all be kind of calm about is that I feel that Josh Allen, the quarterback he's playing, elevates or, you know, decreases his level of play. Look at the Jets game. I think if Rodgers stays in, he's a little more calculated. He makes the right throws. He takes his time. He saw Zach Wilson go and he said, let's go win this football game decisively. And he didn't give a shit. And he threw the game away. I'm hoping that with Tua, he's on all his P's and Q's. And he makes the right throws. And he does everything like vintage Josh Allen. One, two, three in his progression. Find the right guy. Piss missile across the field. First down, first down, second down, first down, first down, first down. Touchdown. 
It needs to be like that. Because that's the only way we're going to win this game. I think our tight ends need to be well more involved than they have been. And I think with their linebackers, they have some athletic linebackers, but, you know, God bless them if they put Chubb in coverage and they try and drop Bradley Chubb out into a little flat every now and then. Got to take advantage of that with Kincaid and Knox. I'd love to see Deontay Hardy have more value than he has in recent weeks. Hell, I'd like to see Sherfield in the slot. He was playing all right, and he was, you know, making decent rack for the yard and or yards and space that he had. You know, he he ran hard after the after the catch. I'd like to see him in the slot a little more. I'd like to see Kincaid with more slot work. And also, let's run the ball on these bozos. Can we keep this offensive line's momentum going? Because they're playing great. They're playing absolutely fantastic. And I think if there's a game that we want to get our offensive line, you know, just a real pat on the back, it could be this one. Let's go out. Let's push their defensive line back. Let's contain Christian Wilkins and have our tackles be solid when it comes to Bradley Chubb and, and Phillips on the edge sometimes. And let's let's really make a statement in the trenches. And I say the same for the defensive line. I think their offensive line is extremely gappy, if you will. Like there's a lot of things that are wrong with it. Their players are extremely, you know, one-sided. They're a pass blocker or they're a run blocker. Kind of like Madden. You know when you draft a fucking guy in Madden and it's just like he's a great pass blocker, but he's a shit run blocker? I feel like that's the way that this Dolphins line is. Some of them are really good at one thing, but they kind of specialize. I'd like to see our defensive line make an impact. And not to mention, just on the good news note, we're a week away from Von Miller, baby. We're only a week away. And wait till that fucking guy gets back. Take a guy like Leonard Floyd who has what? Maybe like five sacks already? Four or five on the year? And it's only week four? And that guy's going to have to be rotated in next to Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, A.J. Epinesa. Come on. This defensive line is legit. And it's... Okay. I'm going to say it's the best defensive line the Bills have ever had. Undoubtedly. And yesterday, we we played great. We didn't even have Kuna Ford active. I thought Puna Ford was going to be a huge addition to this defense. And especially in this game, I thought he was going to be able to make an impact. And he wasn't even active when we did what we did. Man, just wait for little Vonnie boy to get back. Because he looks great. I'm excited. But you know, we we still got a game to worry about. And that's the Dolphins. And we know they got high-scoring ability. We know that that's nothing that uh, needs to be gone over again. But with my prediction this week, I'm kind of predicting the most right now, as high as possible. I'm thinking it's 42 to 37 or 38. I want to say 37, but I feel like 38 is more of a, a probable score to get hit. Yeah, 38 probably. 
Yeah. We'll go 47-38 Buffalo. Obviously, Bills by a billion always, no matter the opponent. It's not a gimme this week. And I really would appreciate if the guys locked in when it comes to practice and film and their fucking meetings. Whole nine yards. We need to be locked in for this game. And we cannot play with them. Field goals do not matter. Get that in your head now as a fan. If you're not a huge, crazy Bills fan, you don't really know football that much, field goals no longer matter this week. We need to score touchdowns. And you heard me last week talk about it, and I'm going to say it again. Momentum is huge for a football team. And this team is not only 3-0, but just put up the second most points in NFL history in a regular season game. And they could have taken the record, too. They could have beat the Dolphins, who had 72. They could have had 73. They were in field goal territory, but Mike McDaniel's a classy motherfucker, and I like him, too. He's a great coach, and he's a great guy for the NFL. He's funny, and he understands his quarterback, and he plays to his, or excuse me, he game plans to his abilities, and he understands him, and, you know, he, he takes a you know, Tua was really getting a lot of criticism last year for not going through his progressions as good as he could. So fucking Mike McDaniel puts a GoPro on his head in practice and sees where he's looking and breaks that down. I love Mike McDaniel. And it's a shame he's in the same exact division as us because I'd, I'd wish him to get a Super Bowl. And, you know, I God forbid the Dolphins are in a position to get, you know, a, a Super Bowl championship this year. Maybe, depending on how they get there, if that situation comes through, knock on wood, it don't. Knock on wood, it doesn't. But if they're in that position, maybe my, you know, my attitude towards that situation would change if that were to come through with it. We'll see what happens in, like, January. But right now, if they're up against the Niners or something in the Super Bowl, I'm rooting for them. I think Tua's done the right thing. He's Come back off of very scary year last year with the multiple concussions. And people didn't even know if he was going to play football ever again. And he's come back and looked better than almost every quarterback in the NFL. To this point, every quarterback in the NFL. I think he's the best quarterback right now so far throughout this season. And I don't think that's up for debate. Burrow hasn't looked anywhere as good as Tua. Mahomes has looked good, but had that rough game in week one. Allen had that rough game in week one. Tua hasn't had a rough game yet. He's delivered. He's been quick through his reads. And he has absolutely torched some defenses, one for 70 points. I'm nervous, but I love that. Understand as a fan... Because I get nervous for the games. I know I'm not playing. I don't have a shoulder pads. I don't have a helmet. It sounds goofy to say that, but I don't give a fuck. I do. Like last year with the Bengals game, I was nervous as all hell all week. And I like that. And enjoy that. And especially when it's in your division, you can be upset with it. It stinks that we had to face them twice a year, whatever. But enjoy that your team is getting the opportunity to face somebody as good as them at this moment. Do I think they're the best team in the NFL? 
No, I don't like to make those assumptions on who the best team is decisively throughout a year until the year's over. Or at least in the playoffs. But just enjoy the fact that we get to go against this team. And, you know, you heard this term before, especially if you're an athlete. Iron sharpens iron. With them playing good and coming to play us as good as they are right now, that's just going to make us better. You know, just enjoy that fact. And and enjoy the games that we're going to be able to get to see. Because I'll tell you what, I, I was really happy. I was into the game the whole time. Yesterday, the entire game I watched through, and every game I watched through entirely. But sometimes with blowouts, I get on, I'm on my phone, I'm checking fantasy more and more. I don't give a shit as much. We got it in the bag. I love a good shootout. Tell me you weren't into that 13 seconds game every fucking second. Those are the best games. Those are the ones you remember. So let's fucking enjoy week four. We got a hell of a matchup coming up. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Like I said, um, what did I call it? 47 to 38, I'm going to say my prediction is. And let's just go. Let's go have some fun. If you're going to the game, get rowdy. We need you to be loud. We need you to tailgate. I'm requiring out of every person who is going to the Bills game, three tables broken through, 45 Labats in your system, and a couple of fucking uh, Bella's pizza in your belly when you're in the stands. And I need you, anytime you hear that shout song, anytime you hear somebody starting to chant, get in on it. Get in on it and enjoy yourself. And if you're watching from home, enjoy the game just as much. I don't care if you are from fucking Belgium and you're listening to this or you're a Bills fan, you know, in fucking Depew. And you're, you know, 40 miles away from the game or whatever, you know, 20 miles. Oh, my God, I'm dropping my phone. That is so expensive. I should really get out of that habit. I don't care where you are. Chant, scream, yell. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the game. And if you're going to the tailgate, of course, be responsible. Don't kill yourself. But get close to it. As close as you can without hurting yourself. What? What's the point of going to the tailgate if you don't, right? And let's go win another football game. And right now, these guys are top dogs in the AFC East. I think they're top dogs in the AFC. This would be a big win for us. But we need that offense to come through every possession. Field goals don't matter. And we need our defense to suppress this Miami juggernaut of an offense. But that's that's my two cents. That's all I got. I wanted this to be quick. Um, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. If you've been in, if you've been to every episode, like it's a fucking place you gotta be. If you've listened to every single episode, including the old New York episodes that are just the comedic podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it right now on the Instagram. Also follow the Instagram. I'm posting clips. I got, you know, updates on there for when I'm going to be recording or when episodes are going to come out. Follow the Instagram at the old New York underscore. And we're at 31 followers, baby. That's a milestone. That's 30. I want to get that thing to 50 soon. But if you've, you know, followed and listened to every episode, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Um, 
I would assume you listened to the first episode ever of this podcast. I just, I want this to be as good as I could possibly make it. I want to be on time with my uploads and uh, I want to have a, you know, a community of people who not only enjoy listening to it, but want to hear about the bills and, and want to voice their opinions. And I want to get people who are listening a little bit more involved with the conversation. So with the Instagram, I'm going to post some, you know, them little Q&A things about the bills. What'd you like? What'd you see? Um, and if it's only one person responds, I'll still post that one person. You know, let's, let's, let's get a conversation going. I want this to be a community of people from Buffalo who, you know, share mutual interests. And just like the last couple episodes, we didn't have one this week and that's fine. But if you got a, a small business, you want promoted for free. All I'm asking is a follow on the Instagram and a shout out on a, some social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Maybe not Twitter. Fuck Twitter. But Twitter's weird. If you listen to the episode that was put out Saturday with uh, me and Josh, that yeah, we're not we're not fans of Twitter anymore. I don't even think. Don't even follow the Twitter for the old New York. I don't think much is going to go down there. But um, if you got a small business, that's all I'm asking for. And it gives you, you know, a minute before the episode, just I'll say whatever you want me to say about your business. And that's all the deal is. No money asked. So uh, hit me up if you got anything involving a small business. If you make mugs for October, if you do pumpkin carvings, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't even have to be a business. It could just be a side hustle. If your kids got a lemonade stand, you're like, promote little Johnny. He wants to make some money. I'll fucking promote little Johnny. I don't give a shit. I don't help anybody out. Um, but yeah, hit me up. And like I said, follow the Instagram, the old New York underscore. Uh, a lot of fun things going down there, and hoping to get some new things going on there. I don't wanna, I don't wanna spill any beans, but I think I have some, some things that might be in motion for the Instagram, which will be super cool. Um, this Thursday, we're gonna have another episode of the old New York Medic Style Podcast. We're gonna have another guest come on. Uh, if you didn't listen to the one on Saturday with Josh, go check it out. Great episode. We're just talking shit, having a blast. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave this here. Go Bills. Bills by a billion. It's still Monday, so enjoy your victory Monday. But like I said, enjoy that victory week. Ride the waves, baby. Chaw, dude. Ride the waves. Enjoy yourself. Have a good work week. And uh, you know, I'm hoping to be back here Monday, Tuesday with uh, some really good news about the game. But yeah, go Bills, Bills by a billion. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a good rest of your night now, folks.